Welcome to the Hospitality Cash Flow Podcast, where you'll learn how to leverage short-term accommodations using multifamily and residential properties. With over 35 years in hospitality, real estate, technology, and sales and marketing experience, our hosts, Matt Anisis and Noble Crawford, along with an expert panel of guests, invite you to listen in as they share their knowledge, best practices, tools, and resources to help you maximize cash flow using real estate for hospitality. All right, welcome to another episode of Hospitality Cash Flow. I am your co-host, Noble Crawford, and I am here with Matt Anisis. And we just look forward to providing you guys with some value today and showing you guys how you can leverage short-term rentals for for cash flow. And not only that, but just to just to make a difference in, in your family's life, maybe to pay some extra bills, whatever the case may be. And so we want to both uh, welcome to the show. And how are you doing today, Matt? Oh, I'm doing awesome. Welcome, everyone. I'm super excited about this episode. We got a lot of content coming for you guys. So much information. So if you guys are driving, if you guys are starting your morning walk, if you guys are just uh, finishing your work day, or if you're just looking to get more information on uh, another way you can invest in real estate, um, we are excited just to bring you guys packed value and so much uh, tactical things and hopefully help you guys make a decision to, to really get started and take the next step in your investing career. If you want, um, I would love to kind of just get right into it. I would love for you to share. I mean, obviously, what's so unique about this is when Noble and I started this, you know, we kind of come from both different worlds, um, both been around the real estate, but he's more specific um, in the short-term rental and I've kind of been spending a lot of time in the multifamily space. And so we finally, you know, bumped heads and put stuff together. But if you could talk a little bit about the history, goes back to my point, talk to the history of the STRs. Um, if you can just share a little bit about that and, you know, let the listeners know, you know, most people know of everything as an Airbnb, but kind of talk about that, Noble. Sure. Absolutely. So I think that. A lot of people, at least our age anyway, would be familiar with the concept of vacation rentals. And really, vacation rentals go back probably the furthest of, of this type of, of, of space or this type of this industry. And so vacation rentals go back for for decades. And typically, you you know, you may you, your family may be traveling out to uh, the East Coast and you may find a property on the beach and the, the owner is an absentee owner, but he rents out his property during the high season and your family may spend a week on the beach. And that's your typical, you know, your typical vacation rental. And so that's really, uh, in, in all honesty, where the concept started and where it came from. But fast forward to this new day and age where we have companies like like Uber and, you know, these these companies that have evolved in the sharing economy era and Airbnb comes along. And so then you have a couple of guys who who got started, who started Airbnb back in, I believe it was 2007, 2007. And they're from San Francisco. And I believe the story and, 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 and you know, I may be a little bit off, but if I remember correctly, I believe the story was that. They were there in San Francisco. There was a big conference or big event coming to San Francisco. And so they were looking for uh, a lot of the hotel rooms in the city were booked. 
because uh, there was a big conference coming to town. So they're looking for and they saw an opportunity actually to, you know, grab some air mattresses or air beds, as they call them. And they put together this air beds and breakfast website and they were charging like 70, 80 bucks a night. And they had a few people show up. And, and, and then it kind of snowballed from there. So long story short, you know, they, they ended up trying the concept again at the Democratic National Convention back in uh, 08, 09, 08, I think. And they had some more success there. And Airbnb was essentially born, you know, d- during that time frame. And so, and so a lot of people associate Airbnb as the de facto standard for short term rentals just because of the brand name. So they've established a brand for themselves. It's like it's like someone if if they want a soda, they say Coke. Do you have a Coke? Well, maybe they they don't necessarily want a Coke, but they call it Coke because Coke has established a strong brand name. So so something similar to that. So so Airbnb is the the most well-known, obviously, of the short term rental platforms. And a lot of times that name is used interchangeably when people are talking about short term rentals, they'll just call it an Airbnb uh, just because of the the brand uh, name that's associated with the industry. And so uh, just from a high level, that's a little bit of how they got started. I know they 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 showed their product or service at uh, South by Southwest, I think shortly after that, back in 2009, maybe somewhere around that time frame, and then they they really kind of took off. They got some private investors, and they've just kind of taken off from there. And I want to say their value right now is over 25 billion. So that's pretty crazy from a company that started, you know, within the past 12 years, 13 years. Let me ask you this. This is something that my wife and I actually just came across this week or last week. We were out shopping some real estate and um, her, my mother-in-law actually, she kind of told us about it. And I don't know if you're familiar with it and kind of talks about the history of it and the different types. But have you ever heard of, um, you know, places running out rooms to traveling nurses, almost similar to that corporate housing, but um, it's specifically for, you know, the traveling nurse that's, you know, going to a hospital for maybe 30 days, 40 days, you know, sometimes months. Uh, are you familiar with that specific uh, client for a short-term rental? Yes, I am. And that is actually a, a niche in the in the short-term rental uh, space that some hosts cater wow. to. And so they target that crowd or that demographic of traveling nurses and it's it's funny you mentioned that you can actually find groups uh, specific to that community to traveling nurses online in Facebook. And and so, yes, uh, that that is definitely um, if that's a, a, a target that somebody's looking at or maybe they live near a hospital or they're in a medical district in their city. Uh, that's certainly a, a, a worthwhile uh Target that's market. awesome. Now, how do you know for someone that's just getting started, and let's just say that that hit a string for them? What would you you know suggest, or if you've done it, or you know you've learned, and you know they need to do? But what would be the the steps to take if someone wanted to start an Airbnb and go after that specific target of you know traveling nurses? What what is that like, or what would that look like for someone? So there's a lot involved in in getting started, but to simplify it, 
I would say that they would want to first and foremost, they want they want to get get to know that community. So they want to get to know the traveling nurse community. They want to understand that demographic as much as they possibly can, because they're going to be catering to them, you know, if that's who they wish to 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 host. And so they need to get into some of these forums or in some of these groups where these traveling nurses hang out and where they're where they, you know, where they visit online and they need to ask questions, you know, ask them what type of spaces are they looking for? What type of amenities are they looking for? You know, what, what are their needs while they're in town, you know, for three months, six months, however long their contract is. And, and then they need to create their product or service around the needs of that specific type of guest. Okay. Awesome. And I mean, pretty straightforward. Then it's almost like any, anything you're getting ready to sell or market. You wanted to know who your audience is, know your client and know where, know where they're hanging out and just kind of learn about them essentially. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, and, and let me say this too, like you mentioned earlier, since, since you and I met, there've been some synergies between what we both do with you being in the, in the multifamily space and, 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 uh, with myself coming from the, the the short-term rental space, one of the things that is interesting at the intersection of those two is there is an opportunity there. There's a unique opportunity there. You know, so similar to where there's an opportunity for property owners or operators looking to target that that nursing market, there's also an opportunity for operators um, and multifamily housing investors or developers, people involved in syndication, that market, there's an opportunity there for both sides of that coin. And so it's very unique because STR operators like myself are looking for a particular type of property typically. And multifamily investors are looking for a particular type of tenant and maybe even perhaps they're looking to increase their rent roll. They're looking to fill up their occupancy. And so there's a unique opportunity for, for, for those of us on both sides of the fence to help each other and partner together. Absolutely. And, and uh, I think there's a unique opportunity there. And, and as we go on, we'll, we'll certainly dive more into that, but I did want to point that out. I love it. And well, what was so unique when, when my mother-in-law told me that, that was the first thing that came to my mind because I was, you know, looking at an apartment community. It was about 44 units, a little market up in the city of uh, Bonham. And it was just, we were, it was right across the street from a hospital. And it wasn't even the, the community I wanted to go to. But I re- immediately just done the math on something like that. And it was just, you know, that's the unique thing of the value add for multifamily. We're always looking for ways to, you know, decrease expenses but increase value. And I'm assuming some STRs when they go into the, you know, units, which, you know, this is a question I actually know the answer to. But, you know, we go in and we, we make the units better than, you know, no offense to you operators out there, but we make them better than if you were to have them or have a resident in there because we're, you know, taking care of it and cleaning it and, you know, having it prepared for a nurse or a, an executive or something. So, um, but that is definitely a unique uh, niche and it, it gives an opportunity for uh, operators on the multifamily side for, you know, helping 
find locations that might benefit, you know, those traveling nurses because everyone's always trying to add value to the community. And, well, those nurses are part of the community. And, you know, even as in the STR model, we're looking to take care of those families and so forth. So really unique strategy. I like it. I like it. For a minute, I want to just dissect for the multifamily property owner, having a typical tenant versus having, you know, someone like ourselves in the STR space is a tenant and, you know, maybe with multiple units. And so, you know, you being from the multifamily space from, from that side and from the property management side, what, what, what constitutes a good tenant, you know, in your mind? Um, and, And what's the type of tenant that you, that, you know, that you all typically would prefer to have living at your property? Absolutely. That's an awesome question. So the beautiful thing about, I think, um, you know, this unique situation is, you know, being, uh, have been in property management um, and, you know, on the ownership of, you know, multifamily as well, we, we, there's two different versions. Well, as a, as an owner, we just want, you know, good, you know, obviously no criminal background. Um, sometimes, you know, depending on the length of what it may be, you know, might, get away, but every property can be a little different, but, you know, typically tenants that are going to have three times the amount of income for the rent, uh, no bankruptcies and, you know, positive rental history or mortgage history. So that's your high level, you know, the good tenant, right? Um, But when you, when you have nurses and you have lawyers and doctors, when you're dealing with, you know, high net worth um, individuals that are living in an apartment community that obviously, you know, gets you excited, but you know, knowing there's certain, you know, individuals that are on short staying for six months, three months, whether it's a nurse, whether it's a high executive, whether it's a, a business developer coming in and, you know, they don't need something long term, but they want to be in a certain community. You know, it's really, really valuable for the operator and even the property management to have a, a, a good quality tenant. So now for the STR, it, it's also the same thing. Um so and having that relationship with the the operator running the, the short term rental, um, aka the Airbnb, having a relationship with either the owners um, or a great relationship with the property management, because typically the property management's working directly with the owners as well, and depending on you know the 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 area, the demographics, all of it, you know they they might be able to just get them in and, and go for. So it's a great question. Hope that answers that for, that you're looking for. No, it, it it does actually. It does it. It it makes it a lot more clear for for those of us who are operators. And I can say that from from the from the operator perspective, some of the things that we're looking for in a partnership with with the the multifamily property property owners are like most real estate. You know, you hear the term location, location, location. So. That that also does apply. It is applicable for for short short term rentals. So the the location can be a criteria in and and how successful to some degree the property can be. And so we look at that. But then we also look at the the type of multifamily property. So I know in in our instance and in in our business, you know, we look at uh, class A, class B typically will stay in that range for the type of the type of guests that we host. And so 
and looking at those different properties, you know, we're 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 just like a normal tenant to some degree and with some of the things that we're looking for. But I think the advantage or the 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 positive aspect of having a company like ours as a tenant is that unlike your in-house property management company who's having to go out and find tenants and vet those tenants to li- you know live at the property and go through all of the the checks and and that sort of thing we handle that stuff on our end and so that 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 removes that element off of the pro- property manager's plate and so uh so so that's one less thing that they they have to be concerned with in addition because of our business model it is extremely important that the property is kept in a one shape because obviously we're hosting, you know, business travelers, executives, families, and our success is dependent upon not, uh, not only the, the cleanliness of the property, but the, you know, the amenities, the, the, the location, the property itself. And so when we're going out and we're doing the marketing we're vetting those guests ourselves. And so the property managers don't have to do that. And then we're also, you know, we're, 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 we're keeping a place in a one condition. So the property management doesn't have to worry about, we handle the light maintenance. So property management doesn't have to worry about that. And I think first and foremost, and the biggest piece is that there are some strategic things we can do as partners to help add value to the property and, and help increase you know, opportunities for increased revenue at the property level. So I think that's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what would be your, you know, ideal, you know, if you're recommending someone to go out there and they, they want to go the STR model, maybe they're just building their, their business or they're starting or they're looking, you know, they're working with, you know, multifamily investors and they're looking to bring value to the table. And they're like, well, maybe this is the way I can bring value to this, you know, operator. What would you say are good markets that you look for that you're looking to grow and, you know, get more STRs typically? So there's a a number of things that we look at when we're looking at a new market. And so, you know, just to just to touch on a few of them, one of the things we look at is we look at the current mix of available properties in the market. And we also look to see how they're performing. And, you know, obviously, like I said, we look at the location. We look at the amount of activity happening within that that geographic region. And so maybe it's a maybe it's a geographic region that has a lot of entertainment. And so maybe it attracts travelers because there's a lot of entertainment in this specific area. And so we may look at that, you know, we may look at, we look at markets that maybe there's an area that has a heavy concentration of corporate employers. And so that may be something that is beneficial to be in the vicinity of that, that heavy concentration of corporate employers. And again, like we talked about before with the traveling nurses, you know, healthcare, we we might look at markets that have, medical districts where healthcare is important in that market. And, and, and certainly if that's a, a demographic that we're looking to target, uh, 
And so there, there's a number of things, you know, we look at public transportation, you know, how easily accessible is it? We look at, here's a tip, you know, we, I'll tell you what, um, one of the biggest brands does very well. So that brand is Starbucks. So obviously Starbucks has a a division uh, that handles some of their real estate, right? Their locations. And so they do a lot of due diligence when they're picking out locations for Starbucks stores, right? And so when you can be in the vicinity of a Starbucks, you typically find yourself in a pretty good area, you know, that, 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 you know, would work well. And so that's a little tip there. Um, Starbucks has done the due diligence. And so, you know, if you're in good proximity to, to a, a good Starbucks location, then that's usually more often than not going to be a pretty decent location. That's amazing. That's a, a great tip. And you know, that, uh, you know, if you guys are listening, you guys are out there searching, go find Starbucks. <laughs> and you're going to know you're in a good area, that's for sure. So real quick, Matt, before we before we wrap up, I just want to speak to the listeners because, you know, we're a new podcast. We're we're simply going to be sharing, you know, our experience, what we've learned in this space, our journey. We'll, we'll, we'll be sharing in future episodes some some opportunities that have came our way, even some failed opportunities. You know, we'll, we'll share some challenges with you because we want to be real with you guys. We want to be straight with you like it's 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 it's. It's it, it's it's not, you know, you get rich quick by any means. It is work. It involves a lot of effort. Uh, you know, it's time involved. It's a lot of relationship building. You know, it's 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 all of the elements typically required to build a business also are applicable in with this business model as well. And so as we as we continue to produce content and create these shows for you, I think over time we'll get a better understanding of, of who's actually listening. But for right now, you know, I wanted to just touch on like what, what potentially could certain, certain individuals or certain industries take away from some of the content that we have coming up. So, you know, first and foremost, again, the name of the show you know, speaks for itself, hospitality, cash flow. And that originally was born because, you know, in talking with Matt, you know, after we connected and doing, you know, doing a lot of searching online, looking for content that was speaking to the investor and developer community, I was having problems finding any. And so, and so I said, you know, let, let's go out and create it because I think there's a lot of value for both sides of the coin uh, that can be had. And so so for the investors and developers, you know, the, the property owners out there, you know, I, I believe this podcast is going to be extremely beneficial for you because you're going to you, you're going to develop a, an understanding uh, from the professional operator and professional management company side, you're going to develop a better understanding of the process that, that we go through. You're going to develop a a better understanding of the type of guests, you know, that we host and you're going to develop an understanding of what we're looking for in a partnership, you know, with multifamily uh, property owners. 
And I think that you'll it will in some episodes we'll get into some numbers. So that'll be that'll be fun because I think you'll be able to realize the opportunity. Matt's gonna go deep, I think, in a future episode here pretty soon about increasing NOI which I know um, that'll be of interest to a, a number of you. And so we'll talk about, uh, we'll, we'll dive deeper into uh, different markets. You know, we may we'll do some case study on some different markets. And I can tell you, um, and, and Matt, I haven't even shared this with you yet, um, but we're in a market right now where we've they started experiencing some challenges. And, uh, and, and, and so, so there, there are pros and cons. And so how do we overcome that? How do we deal with that? And then, you know, what does it look like if you have to exit a market, you know? So we're going to give you, we're going to give you guys the real, but anyway, for the de- investors and developers, I think there's a lot of information there, um, for other operators, you know, Matt, you could probably speak to this cause you, you, you're newer on the operational side, but what, what value do you think we can bring to, to new, uh, or your existing operators. And when you say new and existing operators, we're speaking STR operators, right? Right. right. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I, honestly, that's a great question. And I think one of the things that you'll find valuable is, and I've learned from certain people, um, some, some that are getting started and new, but I think having systems in place and having the right team in place mm-hmm. and then having that right team from the very beginning, because, you know, yeah, you're going to flush through some, but if you have the right team in the beginning and um, as you grow and you want to scale your business, then that's going to be very valuable. So I think that's going to be very important. And, you know, kind of some of the scaling that we're looking to do, you know, we mentioned with one of our examples with a property management company, building a solid relationship. And once, once you have that relationship and that team, then you can scale. And, you know, when those troubles do come together, um, you know, with certain markets and whatever comes together, you guys can get them together. And it's just uh, very, very powerful. I think that's some value we can bring in front to the new operators and some of the existing, some that may seem that they're just at a, at a, you know, a safe place and they, they want to just go to the next level or they want to, you know, grow, you know, their portfolio. So just get different strategies that way. Absolutely. I agree. And, and I'll, I'll say this also, I think there's, there, there'll be value for, you know, real estate agents. I think there'll be value for them because we'll, we'll be sharing some things where, whether they represent buyers or sellers of uh, of residential property, um, or if they're in the relocation space, you know, that's a, that's a huge play also, but I think we'll be sharing some, some, some ideas and best practices for those folks that will actually be beneficial for them and could generate more business for them. So I'm super excited about that. Also, I think for uh, employers and so uh, company employers, uh, whether or corporate employers or, or healthcare or higher education, uh, people that work in those verticals, I think there'll be some value that, 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 that they'll be able to get out of some of these episodes as well, because we'll be talking about the benefits that they can, they can receive uh, for their employees yeah. and for their staff yeah. uh, through this, through this business. And so, and, 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 and there's, there's, there's quite a bit to unpack there. And then I, I think also, you know, I, I would, I would venture to say that, you know, if, if we're fortunate enough to have, some listeners that are in city government, uh, we, you know, we would definitely welcome them uh, as, as guests on the show. And so, but, but we'll be talking about some of those topics in, in, in more detail 
and talking about regulation in more detail. And so, uh, so I think there, you know, as we, as we, you know, kind of continue to move forward, I think there's going to be some, some opportunity for everybody to, to take a little something from this show, but, uh, we certainly want to, uh, you know, we certainly want to just share, you know, what we've learned and, and, and what, and some of the things that we're actively going through, uh, and, you know, and, and, and not in, in almost real time and, uh, and, and hopefully help, help all the listeners in the process. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to share one last thing and a, a favorite group that's going to listen to this. And, you know, I'm thinking of some people we probably want to bring on and educate them, but I think would be very valuable for them as well. You, you hit it when you're talking about the real estate agents, but I also believe brokers, brokers this show and our um, podcast is going to be for you this is going to be a whole nother niche that you can help your buyers and new sellers or your current owners and just give them value of other ways to help their community that they're either getting ready to sell or recommend um, based on your information learning the content we're going to provide and um, so brokers if you're out there listening to this um, this is this is for you too. This is very valuable. Um, that's going to help you guys as well. Um, you know, with your owners and sellers and um, new buyers. So, I'm glad you mentioned that, Matt, because um, it just sparked a thought in my head, and uh, it actually will help segue into this this last part of the show. So, what one of the things we're going to try to do on 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 every episode at the end of the episode is we're going to try to provide you with one useful strategy or tool that uh, we think will help the listeners and something that perhaps even they can go out and take action on immediately. And so when you were talking about brokers and, and realtors and things like that, I was thinking about this tool and people who are in the space or are familiar with the space and especially from the operator side, a lot of them are familiar with this, this software tool, but there are many, many folks, you know, who, who may not be. And so, so, you know, we, we talked about earlier, you know, looking at the market how to determine location and, and that sort of thing. And, and some of the criteria involved in there. And so just like in real estate where agents are able to pull comps, there is software for the STR space where you can use it to pull comps, comp data. Right. And so that software is called air DNA, air DNA. And, um, I believe it's air DNA.com or it's air DNA. Uh, let's see. What is it? I mean, airdna.co.co. And so, so this, this software allows you to look at geographic areas by zip code, by city, by, you know, what have you. And it allows you to pull data from other existing uh, short-term rentals. That's cool, man. And absolutely. And so, and so that can be helpful also, when you're looking at, you know, is, is this property an area that that'll perform well or, or is this, you know, is this a market that I should maybe look at? Now, I will say that this this is not the only data that we use. This is not, uh, you know, 100 percent comprehensive, but it's a very good found. It's some very good foundational data that they provide that will help give you you know, some, some good information about the location and also some actual, uh, real comps. And so, so it's very useful. So, you know, regardless of what, 
you know, regardless of, of, of what side of the market you're on, it's, it's definitely something that's beneficial. Now, we take it a step further in our company. We have a, a data analyst that goes uh, beyond that and helps us put together some forecasts and things like that. But um, but this software is a good a good place to start. So Air DNA, that's our tip for this specific episode. We are not getting paid for this, but, uh, <laughs> but, that, but that's it, right? You can actually get paid using it, though, if you go and find the right market you want to get into. So Air DNA, y'all, go check it out. Yep, absolutely. All right, Matt, did you have any uh, any closing uh, closing remarks you wanted to, to make? No, I think it's just another action step is, is doing just that. Take action, guys. Take one step. Make that one phone call you need to make. And uh, if you're just making, you know, 1% action step a day, I mean, a lot can happen in uh, 365 days. So go ahead and uh, just take some action, y'all. All right. Well, again, we appreciate you guys joining us for this episode. You will be able to, if you can't already, you will be able to find us not only on iTunes, but Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I'm probably missing some, but wherever podcasts are played, we are going to plan on being there. So definitely keep a lookout for our show. Subscribe. Please go ahead and leave us a a rating and review. Of course, we love five stars, but we want you to leave us an honest rating and review. Are you getting value from this? Um, if you are, please leave us a rating and review um, so that others can find us in these different podcast channels and that, uh, that we can reach a, a wider audience. So with that said, we thank you for joining us again, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the show. Tune in next week to learn more about using real estate for hospitality cash flow. If you received value from this episode, please leave a rating and review. This helps the show reach more listeners. We truly appreciate your support.